Good morning and welcome to Faith FM. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network. Wherever you are, you are listening to The Breakfast Show all the way, not from our regular studio in Newcastle, but up here at Yarra Hapney Stewart's Point where we are at Big Camp and you're joined by myself, Lawson, and my amazing co-host... Robbie Bergen. Robbie Bergen, none other, joining us for this week. Oi, Robbie, how you doing, man? Oh, look, I, it, I've i been here for a couple of days already, mm-hmm. and I'm here for another seven days, and I feel like I've been here for three weeks already. I'm super You're feeling tired. it? I'm so feeling I, this. I'm feeling it too. Yeah. I We were hanging out yesterday. So, so right now we're at this place called Big Camp. Okay? Yes, Big Camp. And it's this Christian convention where thousands of Christians come together to celebrate their faith, to go to different talks and meetings, learn about Jesus. We were hanging out yesterday in a thing called Super Sunday with our Faith FM booth, promoting Faith FM, selling Talking hats, to people. t-shirts, monks, giving away stuff. Yep. But then as well, you know, informing people of how it is that they connect with, can connect with Faith FM, how Faith, Faith FM can benefit their church, doing all kinds of amazing things. But by the end of that, I'm like, man, my feet are tired, bro. I'm... I have never seen anybody give away so many fridge magnets as you did, Lawson. Oh, man. I, you I, are I, an expert. I just had banger lines. Like, that's, <laughs> this is the thing. I would just go up to people and say, is your refrigerator running? And they'd be like, yeah. Expecting some sort of joke. And they're expecting the joke. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, then you need a free Faith FM <laughs> fridge magnet. You know, you, you learn those tricks, I think, when you, when you do ministry. You're a natural salesman. I, oh, I love it. Yeah. I, I definitely have a career in that if I wasn't dedicated to God. You know, doing doing that kind We're of thing. We're glad you're doing what you're doing in the radio. But what have you been grateful for so far this week? Look, I am... This is So I travel a lot in this role, right? I've been on the show a few times, talked to you guys. We, we've got studios all over Australia. I get to visit mm-hmm. them, see content creators. But most of the time, I don't have my family with me. Mm-hmm. I have my family with me this time. And it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it's been so good being here at camp and surrounded by people that you know, people that you love. It's so good to catch up. Absolutely. In the weather today, right across Australia, Perth, a possible shower with a top of 24, Adelaide, partly cloudy with a top of 21, Melbourne, partly cloudy with a top of 21, and Hobart, mostly sunny with a top of 20 today, Canberra, mostly sunny with a top of 19, Sydney, partly cloudy with a top of 22, Newcastle, a shower or two with a top of 23, Brisbane, partly cloudy with a top of 30, and finally, Darwin, partly cloudy today with a top of 33, so looking like some good weather. Coming up in today's show, we're going to be talking about a church in Kenya. Kenya. And what's what's happening in Kenya and actually qu- something quite tragic. But then thinking about and, and discovering, hey, what, is, what does Jesus say we're supposed to be doing before he comes back? Right. It's going to highlight that question for us. But guys, stay tuned. We have amazing programming coming up. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Welcome back to Faith FM. You're listening to The Breakfast Show, and we have come to the time of the day where we do our first clue for the quiz, and I have none other than my boss, Robbie Bergen, uh, to deliver it and show us how it's done. There's so much pressure on me doing this. Yeah, absolutely. That, that you should feel it, I and do. if you get it wrong, then I probably won't criticize you that much because <laughs> I want to keep my job. So let me first tell you what the prize is this week. Oh, we are We are doing some amazingly different prizes this week. Mm-hmm. We are giving away Faith FM merchandise. <gasps> How yes. cool is that? Now, yes. I, I see you've bought your Faith I've, FM I'm hat on. I'm sporting the cap. And I'm wearing the Faith FM shirt. Yeah, I've got the white shirt. You're, you're wearing the grey one. I've got the white one and mine's size 2XL. 
which is the just the sickest thing it, ever. It fits you so well. I know it. It's by the way, like for a little I, guy, I'm I'm like well. I'm like five seven, <laughs> and I weigh like seventy kilos, and so I rock in this double XL shirt. I, it I is thought you were joking so, when you asked is, me for it yesterday. No, I was serious. Yeah. It was swimming it on, on, on me, it and it goes good. off, bro. Yeah. I got I got style. So this this uh, so today the the prize is a Faith FM T-shirt. It's an amazingly cool. As Lawson just said, a white T-shirt, a Faith M logo, and <laughs> we'll give it. Action. We'll give it to you in uh, the right size. Yes, yeah. yeah. You'll let us know what size you want. Okay. So here's the first question. So I think the way today works is we're going to give five different questions. Yes. And every time you get one of the answers right, you go into the draw for today's prize. Is that yeah. how it works? So usually we start with more difficult clues and go to easier clues regarding one answer. But today we have five answers. So guys, you have a plethora of opportunity to text in with correct answers and usually we do a bit of a strikeout system which is actually one strike one strike ah. if you get it wrong you're done for the day so th- there's a little bit of a game that you need to play of like risk versus rewards ah, whereas right. this time spam us get us in your answers 0491 so give us our first clue alright here's our first question for the day the question is I am the father of Manasseh king of Judah who am I? So if you know the answer to that question, text it in to 0491 064 669. Oh, do you, yeah. Do you know who it is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, too easy. I, know, I, I, I may, I could probably, I could give you, I can give you the book where it talks about them. Ah. As well. So, but I'm not going to because you've, that would, that would be too much of a clue, guys. You've, you've already got the shirt anyway. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't need the prizes. But, uh, yeah, guys, get in. Again, hey, repeat that question for us. The question is, I am the father of Manasseh, king of Judah. Who mm. am I? So if you know the answer to that, text it into 0491064669 and you will go into the draw to get today's giveaway, which is a Faith FM t-shirt. Also, hey, text us, as, as you know, as we've said in our last segment, we are broadcasting from camp, from Big Camp. If you are here at Big Camp, let us know, 0491-064-669. That being said, you know, being that we're on a campground, the connection is a little bit... Uh, a little bit sketchy. Yeah, so <laughs> shout out to all my Telstra people. I know there's a Telstra booth, booster here. Hey, but guess what? Technical what? note, we are broadcasting primarily through Starlink. How cool is wow, that? Wow, we're like... Big Elon Musk guys, look at us. Yeah, look at us. Well, well, essentially, what is that? Satellite internet, right? It's satellite internet to satellites down to Earth, back onto the uh, backbone, and back to Melbourne, and then back out to Australia. It's pretty mm. cool tech. Oh, incredible. Hey, we've got Janelle texting with the correct answer already. So congratulations, and we'll be happy to see those the, the floodgates open of answers. Today's going to be too easy to get the prize. You Absolutely. Get multiple entries into this draw today. All right. What is happening in the world of positively different news? Hey, I am so excited to do this segment. Thank you for having me on the show to do it, Lawson. I really appreciate your uh, generosity. So <laughs> I've got a couple of stories here. The first one is super interesting, um, at least to me it was. Um, here's the title. Plants are not silent. Plants are not silent. How so? Well... First of all, there was a study done last week, or was released last week, from the University of Tel Aviv in in Israel. Mm. And in the study, they have discovered that plants actually are very, very noisy. Mm. Very, very noisy. And I was like, plants? Noisy? So it turns out that um, this researcher at this university was um, playing around with ultrasonic microphones, like, Mm. you know, which is... 
a whole other level to what we're in a radio space. And she was mucking around with a cactus, and she found that the cactus was making noise. <laughs> the cactus, like it, it was, it was singing, it was speaking, it was. So it was making these sort of weird vibration, sort of sound wave things. Mm-hmm. She could measure that, but they couldn't figure out what the the actual sound was. Mm-hmm. And so they uh, they spent the next six years working on building these acoustic boxes to grow plants in, and they've developed these um, super high tech um, microphones, ultrasonic microphones that measure in a frequency, if you're interested, between 20 and 250 kilohertz. Oh, wow. So that's, that's, and now to put that in context, the human ear can only hear about 16 kilohertz. So it's way out of our hearing yeah, scale, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. And so what they did is when they put all this together, they discovered that every single type of plant emits a different sound. And you've got different types of plants emitting different types of sounds. And then they found that when you go out into a field, the fields are actually full of basically screaming, um, not screaming necessarily screaming, but all the different plants and flowers and trees and bushes and things are all making different noises. They're shrieking. They're shrieking. Yeah. And, And here's the crazy thing. This is what they believe they've discovered. They think that the plants make different noises based on how much water they need or have or no don't have. Way. So they found that if they're dehydrated, if the plants are a bit dehydrated, they make a different noise to when they have water. And they also have a different noise when they're stressed versus not stressed. Uh-huh. And so they have come to this realization that plants have some sort of internal mechanism that is communicating through vibration, which becomes sound waves, of letting us know where water is, where water is not, what, uh, how much water they need, all this sort of stuff. And if you want to know what the sound is, that's, that's, that's the big question, right? What's the actual noise sound like? They've done some um, AI to take that frequency sound into our hearing space, uh-huh, uh-huh. and it sounds like, get this, popcorn. Oh, so it's just like... There's two types that they've described it as. One is popcorn and the other is bubble wrap being burst. Wow. So okay. this, this is what plants are doing each and every day. And they said that when they went out and filmed, so they, they recorded the sounds out in the, out in the wild as well as in the, in the lab. And they found that there was so much background noise out in the wild that they had to try and fine tune the spectrum to just listen to particular types of plants because mm-hmm. everyone's basically making noise. Sure. So this made me think of a verse in the book of Isaiah that I read years ago, and I always thought it's a bit weird of a verse, but listen to this. Isaiah 55 verse 12. You shall go out with joy and be led with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. That is wild. Isn't that weird? That is awesome. And then it says, and all the trees of the, of the field shall clap their hands. That sounds like popcorn clapping. <laughs> That, you can't see my facial expression right now. That was but a good expression. I am shocked. Yeah. It reminded me, like, there's this Roald Dahl book called The BFG, like, Big Friendly Giant. And there's yes. this part of the book where, like, the girl, like, snaps a plant in half and the plant shrieks. Shrieks, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking it was like that. But no, no, literally, like, which I'm like, oh, that's pretty amazing because we didn't know. He didn't know when he wrote that book, Roald Dahl, right. all, all the way back then. But uh, God, even further back, was like, oh, hey, actually, no, I'll drop a little clue. Here it is. They're clapping. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not shrieking. They're clapping. And and the plants are singing. That is amazing. And so this last week, science has come up a little bit uh, closer to understanding how that Bible text may well be fulfilled. That is so incredible. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm. 
I, I'm, I'm just shocked. I'm perplexed. I'm, but I'm blessed, ultimately. We have a little bit more time left. I'll give you another really quick story. Yeah. So, do you feel old, Lawson? Sometimes. You, you, you don't look old. When I hang around with you. <laughs> oh, no, thanks, I, thanks. I, I just so, I didn't know about this, right? But there's actually some um, uh, problem, condition. It's mm. called MCI, and it mm. affects people who are getting older. It's um, mild cognitive impair. Mm. And it basically is um, evident when people can't remember things. You stop remembering where your keys are or whatever, mm. you know, different things. What they found, they did a study this last week, and they released the data, and they found that people who are getting older... If they are more positive about their age, they have less risk of forgetting things. So sure. if, you, if you start a sentence with going, oh, I'm getting so old, they found that if you have that, a sentence starting like that, you'll end up forgetting things. Yeah. So by being positive in your mind and saying positive things about your age, getting old, oh, this is great getting old, whatever it is, mm. then you actually start to remember things. And this reminds me of another Bible text that says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So he is, of course. And like that's been the big step in, in psychology with CBT and trying to retrain people's brains to think positively. And we can see the effect. Absolutely. So praise God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we are continuing on with our coverage here at Big Camp, you know, spending, spending some time together. Did we say where Big Camp actually is? Well, for like, you know, someone in I Western Australia. I said Stuart's point, yeah, happening. Yeah, that might not mean much to anyone in Tassie yeah. or Adelaide. Well, it's essentially, we're in like the mid-north coast New of South, South, South Wales. Wales. Yeah. 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 If, it's sort of in between like Port Macquarie and Coffs Harbour, somewhere around there, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and we're super blessed to be here, obviously, broadcasting in this camp every single night. If you've never been to camp before, every night you've got different programs running from different tents, depending on usually interest or age. Right. That, that kind of thing. Once you get, when you're younger, it's age. When you're older, it's <laughs> interest. It's topics. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> or presenters. They, presenters, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, and then during the day, there's a number of programs running. I, right now, I have a shirt on this big yellow shirt that says monumental on it which represents me going and helping out the lower primary my son's in your class oh amazing so legit as soon as we're done here i run out go and pick up my guitar and start (laughs) start playing and singing he's enjoying your your area by the way your tent oh i love it and i love it too like like playing for the kids you know like i've done some other music stuff so far here at camp you know doing some live sets and and whatnot but then like going and, and singing for the kids is like clap your hands <laughs> He's been singing yeah, that song. Oh, it's <laughs> epic. It's so fun. Yeah. So, no, we've been really, really blessed. Hey, let's have another clue for the quiz. Let's do it. Question number two, you're going into the draw to win today's giveaway, which is a Faith M t-shirt. Mm-hmm. The second question for the day is, the disciples were called Christians for the first time in this city. What is the name of the city? So mm-hmm. the disciples were first called Christians in this city. What is the name of of the city. You can text your answers in two oh four nine one zero six four double six nine. That's the uh, breakfast show number. Once again, oh four nine one zero six four double six nine. We have a ton of people getting correct so far as well. Shout out Bruce and Liz, Freco, Tracy, Suzanne, Janelle. This is a good text in from Suzanne where she says, Big Camp in South Australia starts tomorrow and goes till Saturday night. Can't wait. 
This is the big camp season for yeah, the church, that's right. right across Australia. We've got, we just had Victoria, like last weekend was Victoria. Mm. This weekend is, well, this week's obviously North New South Wales. Mm. Um, South Australia starting this weekend and Western Australia as well. Wow. It's the, it's the time for it's, camping. It's the time for camping. It's, it's essentially our like faux redoing of the Festival of Tabernacles, <laughs> which is the coolest thing, by the way. Like, do you like camping though? Like for real, I, I'm like not a huge camper. Like I don't do it super often just because of time. But whenever I get out, I have this swag that I borrow yeah. from my parents. It's like a, it's like this big double swag that has like a bit of a structure to it. So it goes over the top of you. Yep. Um, it actually, it's, it's probably bigger than it. It's maybe like a queen size swag. Wow. And, and I know that because every time I take it with my friends camping, uh, I end up getting swapped out of my own swag into a single so that Some I doubles can go in. like, so that like they can fit <laughs> like that there'll be a big group of us and yeah, there'll just be like people who are totally unprepared and like yep. four of them yep. will jump in this big swag that I have and then they'll just be like me by myself. I'm like, oh, like as in, it's a good thing that I'm by myself, but uh, I'm like bummed because I brought my big, comfortable, amazing Taj Mahal <laughs> swag and they, they stole it from me. But yeah, no, I'm, I, I, I love camping. I love, you know, getting out, starting fires, you know, especially the best, the best type of camping. Camping on the beach. Yes, that's you, my favorite. That's if, what I grew up with. If you've on the beach. never camped on the beach, you haven't lived. Camping in the forest, like camping in the woods, camping in the bush, that, that's it's all right. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But camping on the beach, man, that is the stuff. In fact, right here uh, at this location of Stewart's Point, I remember the first time I came to big camp. So we've got all these tents set up in a convention center. But it was the first time I came here, and on the Saturday night, we leave on the Sunday. I stayed up all night and slept on the beach. Really? And we had a fire going. It was it was awesome. There was a group of us. We had we had guitars and ukuleles, and we we're playing worship songs and hanging out and chatting. And and uh, it was I think it was also notable and cool too because it was also a really good witnessing opportunity. There are a number of people there who weren't Christian, just walk along the beach. Yeah, yet we were all hanging out together and chatting and and spending time together. It's like three a.m. and we're we're talking. <laughs> They're asking questions like, oh, so why is it that you believe in God? And it's like, well, let me tell you. And I was a brand new Christian at the time. So I have fantastic memories from camp. Uh, but yeah, yeah, just laying on the beach, like literally no swag, no blanket, nothing. Just like laying on the beach beside the fire and then Man. waking up. And I had pretty long hair at the time and it was all sandy and gross. Like a free spirit. But yeah, yeah, I was a real <laughs> hippie back then. But, you know, I, I kind of grew out of it now. You know, you start making money, you, you just stop being as adventurous. <laughs> The big dollars and on the, Faith the FM, big eh? Faith FM bucks. Like once, once those go in the pocket, oh, big Faith FM bucks and Bible worker money. Oh, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. But hey, you're you're listening to the Breakfast Show. We, well, as much as we can reminisce on fantastic experience, I got some kind of serious news to talk about from. Kenya. All right, let's do it. So there have been a group of Kenyans in Eastern Kalifi County, which is in that part of Kenya, who uh, have. A part of a church, and that church is called Good News International Church. Now, the church actually shut down in 2019 because the pastor was being accused of running a cult. Oh. So, officially, it shut down. Okay. But it's been running in a limited sense anyways. The pastor's still around. And the pastor's still around. Okay. His name is Paul McKenzie. His name is actually like McKenzie. Uh, he has like a Kenyan first name. Sure. But he calls himself, you know, pastor and apostle. Paul yep. McKenzie. Yep. And unfortunately, over the last weekend, 
uh, four of his followers have passed away and many of them left in critical condition because he was preaching to them that while they wait for the Lord to return, Mm. that they should be fasting. Okay. So while they wait for Jesus to come back, the best thing for them to do is not eat. Is to not eat. So he's expecting Jesus to return soon? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I think essentially the way that he's framed the doctrine, and, and this is very common within your kind of name and claim movements, the yes. idea that if you have enough faith that good things will happen, yeah. it's like, oh, hey, you need to do something yeah. to get Jesus to come back. And I think that there are things that we can do to enable Jesus to come back. And I'm going to get to that very soon. But the application that this guy has made is that it is fasting. Uh, yet, you know, and, and and there's some verses that you could draw, I guess. You could you could read Matthew chapter 6 and it says, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others but by the Father who is in secret and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Right. So there are there are rewards to come, yeah, to come from fasting. The context of fasting until Jesus comes is not really in that Yeah, message. that's right. And but, so the question comes up for us, well, what is it that Jesus is, ex- what is he expecting us to do mm-hmm. So that he would come back. And uh, uh, we can go to Matthew 24. It's the perfect example yes. of what, what we can do, what we can see. And I, I love in Matthew 24 how it, it warns against. It says, hey, if anyone says he is in the upper room, don't go out. Okay. If anyone says that he's in the desert, don't go. It's He's warning against. It's like, hey, false applications of what I'm talking about here and my return is going to be common and prevalent. So, but, you know, Every eye will see me. I'll come in the clouds of glory. It's going to be very clear. So talking about that aspect. But then the question is, okay, how, in terms of an application of, oh, well, what can I do? Mm-hmm. What can I do? You know, for Jesus to come back, you know, to, to enable Jesus to come back or what is he, am I supposed to fast until he comes and wait? Cause that, that's <laughs> sure how these people not. applied it to <laughs> tragic ends, by the way, which it's, it's so sad. Like people died. People were emaciated, like just starving to death. But then we read Matthew chapter 24 and verse 14, mm. which actually here at camp has been one of the theme texts for the young adult tent. Uh, we've been preaching about this gospel. In Matthew 24, 14, the Bible says, And this gospel will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and, and then the then, end will come. And then, then the end will come. So if you're wondering, hey, what do I do? What do I do so that I can you know, see Jesus come soon? And 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 uh, what, what is he expecting of me? Mm. Preach the gospel. And you might be thinking, oh, well, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a pastor. I, I didn't go and get my degree in theology. I don't have my license to preach. I'm not ordained. Hey, live the life. Live the life. That's be a it. witness. And and we preach through all things that we do. But also, we should use our words too. And I, I'm a huge believer that every single person has the opportunity to know God, to know about his truth, and in any capacity and way possible, to share it. Absolutely. Because it's you, you are a person who talks about things that you're passionate about. I know that is true because every single person I know talks about things that they're passionate about. If your passion is Jesus and the gospel, talk about him. And you'll be a blessing to people. We've got Laura Westberg beside us, who's about to jump in for our interview uh, very, very soon. But before we get to you, Laura, we're going to have another song break right now. So, hey, guys, stay tuned on The Breakfast Show. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Welcome back to The Breakfast Show, coming live from Big Camp in North New South Wales. It's good to be here. Lawson with you, you're a good looking guy in the morning. 
with your faith of him hat on. Of course, I gotta, I gotta represent everywhere I go. As I said, I'm about to run out and, and represent this monumental group. You know, start playing guitar for them. But hey, it's all the six and seven year olds in the ten. I'm gonna be. It's my faith seven year old. My seven year old. Your seven year old. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna be up there. You know, <laughs> shout out Robbie Bergen. That's nah, it. Not quite. But hey, you're listening to the breakfast show. We're gonna have another clue for the quiz if we can. All right, number three. So this is you're going into the draw. If you get this answer right, you go into the draw to get today's great giveaway, which is mm-hmm. a faith of MT. Question number three is, I am a commander of the army of the king of Syria, and I didn't feel I was being respected by the Lord's prophet. Who am I? Amen. Hey, remember, keep in mind, so usually we do our quiz where every clue is towards one answer, but today's style of quiz is that every single quiz clue has an answer. an answer, yeah. Just to mix it up. Just to mix keep it up. Your, so so that means it gives you plenty of opportunities to write in with the correct answer. Do you want to read that one again? For yes. Me? Question number three for today is, I am the commander of the army of the king of Syria. Mm. I didn't feel I was being respected by the Lord's prophet. Oh, who am I? If you know who this is, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. You are listening to The Breakfast Show and sitting beside us here in our makeshift Big Camp studio, we've got our first guest of the week, Laura Westberg. Laura, how are you doing this morning? Hey, I'm doing pretty good this morning. Amazing. How have you been enjoying? So, so we had a conversation before we came to camp and you said that you had never been to a camp meeting before. No, this is my very first time. To any camp meeting? To any camp meeting, even back in the States. Yeah. Yet you grew up as a Christian? Yeah, I um, grew up Adventist. I don't actually know why I managed to escape camp meeting my whole life. I think my conference just didn't do them for a while for mm-hmm. some reason. I don't know. I just never went. So. Well, everywhere I've been in the world, they've told us that Australians do camp best. So yeah. this is this is the pinnacle. You can't go any better than this. I think this is a really yeah, good first one. It's and especially North New South Wales. Like you are extra, uh, be careful, extra guys. Be careful. <laughs> extra South Australia's <laughs> listening. Uh, South <laughs> Okay, South Australia. Hey, I'm the national guy here. Okay? Yeah. Gotta make everyone yeah, yeah. happy. I'm a hater, bro. <laughs> I'm just, I've heard. I'm I've just heard. I'm just in here just offending everyone. But no, I, oh I know I this is the only big camp that I've been to. So I'm I'm just <laughs> it's not that I'm a hater, it's more that I'm just a patriot. But you are, you're listening to The Breakfast Show. We've got Laura with us and you've been on the show before. We actually had Blake interviewing you when you were in Finland. Yeah, so um, I was I was in Finland on the mission trip uh, mm. with a group from this conference actually. Mm. And um, I was able to talk a little bit just about my experience in missions mm. um, during that time. So. Amazing. But you are continuing on with the mission life in, in your own life. And you were talking about doing this or, or taking a step into missionary work here in Australia from Finland. Give us a, a little bit of a review of how it's been so far. What have you been doing? So it's been pretty amazing. I've actually been quite um, just amazed to see how God is working. Mm. And um, I... Have I was put in touch with Adventist Volunteer Services kind of upon my arrival. Mm. And it, I've kind of become an ambassador for them on Avondale's campus to be someone who is there as a um, kind of a middleman between the students and the mission field. Mm. And that's been a really fun position. I, I really love getting to talk to students and inspire them and mm. encourage them to go and do this mission thing. So you're on the campus there at Avondale. It's a Christian university. And of course, like... 
the university is trying to encourage people to engage in their faith, engage in missions and whatnot. And you're the point person for that. Yeah. You're, you're like Laura, the mission girl who's running around <laughs> representing, flying the flag and, and giving people those opportunities. Yeah. Hey, Laura, what do we mean when you mean, like say the word mission, go on mission, do mission? Because that, that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? What does it mean to go off on mission? Because, yeah. Yeah, okay. So to go on mission um, is, I guess, just like kind of seen in two different avenues. Like short-term missions would be something like a mission trip. A lot of people might be familiar with that, Um, Mm. going on a trip for one week or two weeks. Usually somewhere international, although missions doesn't necessarily have to be outside of Australia, Mm. right outside of your home country, because we have things like Stormco Mm. and other types of domestic trips. But Going on a mission is simply going, um, it's just that, like going on a mission. You could be going on a mission to do anything, to go anywhere, but the mission is to spread the gospel. Right? Mm. And the mission is to go forth and share this with the world. So when we go on mission, it's going for any amount of time, short term or long term, six months, 12 months, you can make a whole career out of it. Mm. Um, some people adopt that mission life for their whole, for their whole life. And it's just simply being intentionally in mm. a place and in a space of sharing the gospel. So what kind of things would you do on one of these mission trips, for example? On short-term mission trips, and this is usually group trips, trips mm. that people go maybe with their church, with their youth group. Um, we do things that maybe large groups do. These often turn things like building projects, maybe running clinics. Right. Um, doing things involving with the community, running programs for the kids in a certain location. Um, those types of things, it's usually more short-term, and it's usually to complete a project, mm. um, to go and assist and be a support to an already running um, mission institution somewhere. Yeah, so it's a bit different because like, not being a Christian growing up, when I mm. heard this idea of mission, I thought Mormons, like our friends yes. in Mormon church, <laughs> right? right up. Yeah. They go on like a two-year mission and they're like two people walking around the streets, knocking on doors and yeah. things. But we're not talking about that sort of thing here. We're talking about actually like doing a, pro- like there's a short-term project, yes. like going out and building a school, building a church, um, yeah. running a health clinic, something like that. That's a short-term mission. Yes. What's a long-term mission look like? Long-term mission is... Um, Going to volunteer, um, and it's not always volunteering, sometimes that comes with a little bit of a stipend, depending on where you go. Um, but it's going somewhere to maybe fill a job position mm. that is needed in a certain location. So that's more long term, like you go mm. for six months or you'll go for nine months or 12 months um, and fulfill an actual role that might look like teaching teaching right. in a classroom for a school year. That might be working in a clinic, doing medical, helping at a lifestyle center, mm. um, doing administration in an office. These are real roles that, like, it's um, a long-term, day-to-day, moving to a place and working to support the ministry that's already running. It's kind of becoming more part of it long-term. Mm. I know when I lived in um, Asia, a lot of the teachers connected to the schools that I was involved with, they were all overseas um, volunteers. So we had some from America, Canada, Australia, and different places. And literally, literally, it was like they were doing a job, like that nine to five, you know, teaching. But it was they were volunteering in a mission capacity to share faith in their vocation. So whether mm. it was dentistry, whether it was teaching, and those sorts of things. And I thought that was pretty pretty neat. Is that you still seeing that happen today? Yeah, absolutely. There's um, 
hundreds of different places around the world, literally, like there's so much need for people to go. And um, I think the idea of going out to do missions sounds really scary. I think people mm. equate like mission work maybe with a little bit of misery. <laughs> like, um, no, I, I actually... I, I think I, I know I thought that yes. before I went to Zambia for the first time. I was mentally preparing myself to be miserable. Mm. It's like, all right, God, this is going to be my big growing experience. I'm going to like become a little less high maintenance. You know? <laughs> 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 I'm going to learn to like cold showers. Like that was my mindset was this is going to be hard. Mm. And it really wasn't. Honestly, it was a lot of fun. And mm. I think there's just a really common misconception there mm. that mission work is like this huge sacrifice. And in some ways you do sacrifice, mm. but I think the, the return is, is far more beneficial. Mm -hmm. So what has been that step for you? Obviously you, you mentioned Zambia there, the motivation to go to Zambia initially, was it, was it just the struggle or was there something that you saw and felt compelled? Like, Oh, this is what I need to do. It was, it was both. I kind of felt the calling to do missions when I was much younger, mm -hmm. uh, probably around 15 or so. I just, I kind of decided I felt called. I really wanted to do mission work long term. But going to Zambia was honestly for me an escape. Um, it, I went the year that I went in 2020 when COVID hit. Oh, wow. And I'd been home for five or six months and I decided that I didn't like just being home <laughs> doing nothing and so I signed up to be a student missionary and I was a student at Southern Adventist University at the time mm. and they said yeah we're still sending missionaries we need more now than ever mm. because there's so many places that missions are still running that we just don't have people mm. and so I got sent to Zambia as an escape more than anything else and God used it as a tremendous blessing. My life has never been the same. Incredible. So, so you've gone, you've had that amazing experience in Zambia. And now we've introduced your role before you're, you're the point person. You're, you, you're living the missionary yeah. life. And, and it was, it was that experience that like in Zambia that motivated you to go, okay, I want to, I want to live this type of life. Yeah. Do, do you think like, do you think without that experience, you wouldn't have foreseen you going down that direction? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I would I'd probably never be here. I hadn't planned to go to Zambia that year. Uh, it was really all God. And I think it's an experience that if those of you listening, if you have the opportunity to mm. take it, take it. Mm. Um, especially the young people, uni-aged um, you know, life goes on and it's always something I've talked to so many people just in the last couple of days. Like, oh, that sounds really cool. It's something I'd like to do at some point. Mm. And like, you know, there's a lot of things that I would like to do at some point, mm. but you have to pick your priorities. And if you're where you feel like God is using you the most right now and you've got a ministry here, yes, Australia is a mission field. But if there's anything in you that has that desire to go out and to spread Jesus' love, like I think there's another misconception that because Christianity is so prominent in the the Western world, like it's so familiar. Mm. Um, we're considered a rich country here in Australia where mm. people have access to Christianity. That is not the case. There's still, um, I think, over 3 billion people that have never heard of Jesus, like wow. actually never heard of Jesus. Mm. And we, we talk about how everyone needs to hear the gospel before Jesus is going to come again. And we're like, yeah, there's media and there's this and that. And everybody must have heard about it, right? Mm. Not at all. And so if you feel that call in your heart or even a desire, if it's anything, it's like, I just want to get out of here. I want to go somewhere new. Like, let God use you through that. Um, 
the way, like, like I would encourage you start at vividfaith.com. Mm. That is a place where that's the Adventist Volunteers uh, Services um, website. Just all the different calls from around the world, ministries from South America, North America, Africa, Europe, Asia, Australia, any of it, all of it's on there. And, and ministries will say, hey, I really need someone to teach, like, grade six. And so you can go on there and be like, oh, I want to be a grade six teacher in one of the islands in the South Pacific. Guys, like that's a wonderful platform to help connect you with missions. If you're here mm. at Big Camp, come and chat with me. I would love to talk to you more. Um, because this is something like those three billion people, they deserve to hear about Jesus too. And Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the point that you made, like particularly encouraging young people. I know for myself, you, you read the Bible, you get the, to the end of Matthew 28, go you therefore and make disciples. Yeah. And, and if you feel compelled, like, Oh yeah, I want to follow Jesus in my life. You've been called to do that. Now, I, I say to young people because they're probably more enabled to to jump on a plane yeah. to Zambia and and go and and go and hang out there. But that call is is for all of us to be missionaries, also where mm-hmm. we are. And and the thought is like, oh yeah, I can go and build a school in Zambia. Um, but then it's like, hey. You know, if, if you feel like, oh man, how am I going to do local mission? How am I going to do mission in my local setting as well? God, God has compelled you. God has given you plenty of opportunity. He's given you a mouth to smile and speak through. He's given you plenty of opportunity and ability to be able to reach people in your local community. But then it's amazing when you feel compelled or called and say, well, I think, I, I think I can see mission work in the international space yeah. that, yeah, through AVS, we've, we've made a way. There's a, there's a path there to get over it. I love that too. There's three, three, three billion people who deserve to hear the gospel. So you mentioned the website of before. If you can mention it again, uh, you can give us a call as well, 0491-064-669. Text us, get in contact with us. But yeah, if you, what are, what are some other links? What are some other ways to be able to connect? So Vivid Faith is one way, and that's through um, the World Church. If you want to go on a short-term mission trip, uh, there's also a website for that, and it's I believe it's at volunteers.adventistchurch.com, and that is something like if you in your church, like there's different places where mission trip mm. links are posted, um, and like different mission trip projects are posted, and then you can adopt one with your church mm. or with your group and be like, hey, we think we have the resources and the time to do this one. Let's go and help out this place. So you can do that on volunteers.adventistchurch.com. And again, just on a personal one-year mission, you can go to Vivid Faith. Um, it's just the opportunity is there, and if you're willing to go, God will send you and he will provide it. And um, that's it really comes down to mission is a mindset and like like Lawson said you can you can do that here in Australia and I would encourage you to just make mission your mindset you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different